0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Copperman, and with me, as usual, is Mr. Elton McManus. Hello, Elton. How are you doing today?
1: Ahoy, ahoy. I'm doing fine, actually. Thank you very much for asking.
0: Good, good. It's the first day of June. Uh, We did get a couple of emails, and I was very pleased to acknowledge uh, one that actually just came in today from a listener of ours, it's Sue from Beacon, New York, and she mentions that she's been a fan of our Rethinking Lost podcast and also been listening to the Apotheosis of a Bombast show. I think she says she's uh, in the middle of 2009. <laughs> wow. Getting caught up, but that's pretty cool.
1: So I remember at time, that she'll get to hear this. Yeah. Happy Christmas.
0: She joined late. Yeah, when did she join? Uh, she started in February, and she's up to the middle of 2009, so... She's at a good pace. She could get there by, well, by Christmas. (laughs) But uh, if you're new to the show, definitely go back and and dig through. There's a lot of links and a lot of things we talked about in there, and we try not to be redundant with it. But, for example, uh, Justin TV is a a website that we talked about that actually I, I use it all the time. And it's great for listening to sh- international shows or um, people who, who want to hear or watch, like, a sporting event that's not in your region. Yeah. All that kind of stuff works. Or, like, When Lost was on, you could watch it streamed all night long. It's it's really cool stuff on there. And we've had another bunch of other fun sites that, that I visit a lot, that you visit, old stories, little anecdotes from, from our lives. It's, it's worth poking around. So go back and yeah. check it out.
1: There's some good stuff out there that we've found. So, yeah, go out and check it.
0: Yes, yeah, as Sue specifically mentions, the Chimpanzee riding on a Segway song. We did a whole bit of... Like ages ago. Yeah, well, Parry Grip. I just gave a, a friend of mine the link to the Perry Grip songs and the Ewok gospel song. Bloody hell. So, it's no less special, even though it's old. But go back, dig through, live a little.
1: We are getting old now, aren't we? Yeah, I know. Reminiscing about old shows. That's good.
0: It's a good sign. We also had an email from, again, a blast from the past... Guest producer Mr. Matt Colleen.
1: Yes, the very first uh, guest producer in the world ever. That's right,
0: and you heard him here first. That was uh, a bit where we did some cocology.
1: Yeah, and we also uh, coined the phrase "lip balm is not for dogs." Yeah, bacon lip balm is not for dogs.
0: Yeah, Matt regaled us with his impressions.
1: <laughs> God, you're really taking me back already. It's ridiculous. It's but good. Yeah.
0: If you're, you know, hopefully people are going, "Wow, I missed that." Go back check it out. But yeah, so Matt sent
1: us an email. He wanted to be part of the World Cup, the Bombast World Cup thing. I think its, it's official title is. Yes. So if anyone else wants to be part of the Bombast World Cup thing, then get your names in quick because the World Cup starts in ooh, 11 days, I think yes. it is. Yes,
0: yeah, so you'll probably have about a week day. from the time this is
1: released. Yep. And I think there's around about nine or ten spots left. So you know, get in there quick, guys. It's going to be good. I'm I'm having a little party at my house as well for the England-United States match, which is, I think, England's first match. So I'm looking forward to that, and that's on a Saturday, so I'll be rather tipsy towards the end, either <laughs> consolidating myself or cheering myself on, waiting to boot up Skype and go, Nah-ha! in your face, sir.
0: It doesn't really get a lot of attention here. You get a little bit because people think the U.S. is going to do... F- Reasonably well this year. But, for example, on the local sports, we're in the middle of the hockey championships. That gets almost no coverage. Ten- uh, French Open gets more coverage than that. But they were mm-hmm. showing a little bit of World Cup preliminary or exhibition play. They proceeded to show it was Japan versus...
1: Japan played England at the weekend.
0: They had two own goals. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so that's all they focused on was the Japan players knocking the ball on their own goal.
1: Yeah, we we somehow came out of that with a win even though we played like you know 11 dead donkeys on the pitch.
0: You played with your minds. Used your mind control players to turn it into <laughs> turn it into
1: a <laughs> You
0: want to the shoot Jedi's on your thing. own goalie. Yeah, actually, they were it was all like hustle plays that the ball just took a bad bounce, but yeah. It was it was funny and then of course like you said there there was no discussion of oh this is our you know first round opponent. It was
1: ha ah, ha look at that. So. Yeah, see, with what's happening there is uh, England's media will now jump on that and go, "Wow, a World Cup winning team there!" You know, we've we scored two goals without actually touching the ball into the net. Japan <laughs> actually scored three goals in that match. It was just sheer yes. bad luck that they actually put two in their own net. And the media over here just go absolutely potty when England win, and now that we're World Cup beaters. So, you know, everyone should back off, because give the brother room, because we're going to take you down to Chinatown, apparently.
0: <laughs> well, you've seen the uh, Nike advertisement, Write Your Own Future, and they show key players from different teams, and they have a moment where they're like the goat of the game, and then they they have a hero moment.
1: Yes, yep. Yeah. That's awesome, that thoughts. is. That's a brilliant advert. And you have... Ronaldo on the Simpsons as well, do you get that part on there yep. as well? Yep. are they are they big players over there? yeah, uh, you know, would you recognize Ronaldo? Messi? You I recognize would Ronaldo and Beckham
0: and just Ronaldo um, and Beckham, that's basically it.
1: Rooney at all no, no, come June twelfth, you will recognize them, <laughs> although you might not because there should be white blurs passing you, going, "Whoa, what was that?" and then the net bulging. see I I'm like getting that, above my no. station already that's no, right.
0: Until it happens, you can say whatever you want.
1: Um. Anyway, Matt sent uh, an email in back to where we were. Uh, he actually asked a question on this email as well, and the question goes, uh, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Now, I'm assuming this is going to be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Have you got any thoughts on this one?
0: Yeah, and I immediately thought it's an inappropriate answer to say something like chicken because you can make it 15 different ways, or, uh, like, salad, because you can have a green salad, a chicken salad, tuna salad, but, like, I, I don't think answers like that should be allowed. I think it has to no, be... No, that's cheating. A, a specific thing, and my my first thought was, honestly, popcorn, just because I'm a, I am love, like, a butter and a salt kind of flavor to things, mm-hmm. but I know that wouldn't be satisfying, but I... I can rarely think of times where I've ever said like, "Oh, I'm sick of that taste." Where some of the Not other things you get that though, way. Is it?
1: No. So I put this to my family, and we came up with um, like a ploughman's meal, uh, bread and cheese. I think it was, or a cheese sandwich would go down well. Hmm. Spag bowl. I don't know if that would. I couldn't imagine myself eating spaghetti bolognese for breakfast every day. That drives me potty. You just get so full up. And all the carbs, your belly are just burst out yeah. as well.
0: I was thinking of flavors. Like, I, I have a sweet tooth, but salt. I like a salt or butter flavor on things, and I figured, well, <laughs> that's a good delivery system there. Popcorn.
1: <laughs> what about cheese on toast? I think that would work well. Or cheese on one, beans on one. Two slices of toast, cheese on one, beans on one.
0: I have a hard time, if, if I ever get like a, uh, a bad version of something, it takes a mm-hmm. lot for me to get back past it. Like I can remember being little and getting orange juice at school and it was frozen. Yeah. And so I, just, I couldn't get any more orange juice because that last one was frozen and I refused to do it. Or,
1: oh, I, I had the same thing. Oh, my, my mom used to make me, when I used to go to school, uh, Marmite sandwiches. Now, I love Marmite. But she used to butter the bread, and then once you butter the bread, then you put the Marmite on top of that, and it all joins together. And then you start ripping the bread, and it's just it's horrible. And I, it, for years, I couldn't eat Marmite because of it. It just put me right off. Well, it's, we were just talking about that the other night, Marion and I, because
0: there's a a place we like to go for food, and and um, we'll go out like once a week. We actually go there just like a date night. And so it's close to where she works, and she found out that she could get food delivered. So for lunch one day, she got um, something that came with French. It was a sandwich and French fries. But what they do is they, they put it in, like, a foam container where they wrap it in foil while it's hot and steaming. And by the time it gets to her, it's it's all soggy. And it's not the same as being served on your plate, like, crisp and, and toasted and warm. And she just said it, it really just turned her off to it. like
1: yeah. See, this weekend we went out for a meal with the family and my sister-in-law had crab and my little boy being a little boy and collecting skulls and cat skulls and mm-hmm. other little things, he wanted the crab head and he wanted the pincer. And so we had to take that home in a napkin and then boil it up so it didn't stink out of the house for weeks and mm-hmm. weeks. So now we've got a crab head sitting on our side and we got a crab pincer sitting on our side. <laughs> But it's, it's cool though. You can actually get inside and look at it and wonder how nature actually works. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, just seeing the mechanics of the the pincer inside there. Obviously, you've got all the its flesh moving it around, but you can see the contraption behind it and how oh how wonderful nature is sometimes. <laughs> but it, it's really cool looking at all the tubes. I can see behind the face of a crab is. Like, if it was big enough, I'd put it on, <laughs> but I can't because that would be silly. But yeah, I, I like all that sort of stuff. I like finding out how things work.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when you think of, of like insects and, and some of the sea creatures, and these pincers are somewhat common. I wonder, evolution-wise, why they didn't become a dominant thing, because they're, kind of, they're a weapon of sorts too.
1: Yeah, I think in the future, pincers may be the way forward. With the opposable thumb yeah. on one say, pincers hand.
0: Pincers with opposable thumbs?
1: Yeah, like a breakout thumb as well. Just in case you need it.
0: So your pinky and pointer are pincer like and you got the opposable thumb to push things in between.
1: You so it's like a three prong. Yeah, you couldn't text with a pincer at all, could you? No. Pirates must have had it hard. <laughs> they couldn't text what whatsoever, could they?
0: No. But I love all these pirates who have like the different appendages, like they unscrew the one hook and they put on <laughs> put on the soup spoon appendage or yeah, the three-prong hook or the scissors?
1: I'd love to have seen a pirate do that. Just sitting down for his meal and he screws off his little hook and he's got his fork there and digs right <laughs> in and wipes out away. And then w- w- what would he have next? Yeah, Did anyone scissors? really have a
0: hook, though? I mean, that's that's awfully sophisticated. I mean, I guess if you had a stub, you might have like a, a glove-type appendage. with. But
1: why a hook? I would have thought a hook would have been the worst thing to have.
0: Yeah cuz it's going to pull the little cup right off your your stub.
1: Yeah. It's there just to be hung up
0: by, isn't it? A boxing glove of sorts would be something better, like a fist or a knife, just why not it's just a straight dagger?
1: Yeah, could have that. But even just to do general day-to-day things like a I know, I've never been a pirate, but uh, coiling up rope, would you be able to do that with a hook? It just seems an odd thing. Everyone draws a pirate with a hook though, don't they? But Yeah. Yeah, what would be better than a hook? Like, Maybe something squishy. So if you had to pick something... Say you dropped your... your um, Like a wad uh, of gum? <laughs>
0: so you could yeah. grab something?
1: Yeah. Go. So, no. so you could throw it on the floor, grab it, and then pull it up, and then you grab it off with the other hand. Climb like Spider-Man up the wall? Possibly. Or if you drop your telescope on the floor, you're holding on for dear life with one hand, you must get your telescope, and you throw your fist down and it sticks on this big blob of putty Mm -hmm. on the other arm, and then you pick it up safely to see the ship firing its last cannon at you. All right, well, how about this? Typically,
0: like, a pirate culture is depicted like survival of the fittest kind of thing. If you think of Star Trek, and I don't know if you've seen the Mirror Universe episodes with Spock with the beard, where the Federation is actually, like, an empire
1: and I know he had a beard once. Right.
0: That's as far as I know. So it's an alternate universe, and the way it goes is, they are like, basically pirates of sorts, and like Captain Kirk became captain of the Enterprise by assassinating the captain before him, who assassinated the captain before him. So that's the kind of culture. You would think pirate ships would be the same way. Like there'd mm. be a mutiny, who would take over the pirate ship, and again, again. And if if you're a pirate who's lost an appendage, you're pretty vulnerable. You, you could easily see the first officer saying, "Hey, you better step down." Yes. You know, you're you're my cabin boy now. You're hardly you're not fit to lead anymore. Because it's not like you're gonna die. You're not gonna you're not gonna have lost the arm in some sort of battle. Like if you were in um, in the army and you'd be revered for your battle scars. This is you know how how'd you lose your hand? Uh, crocodile. <laughs> You get into Peter Pan. I don't way. know. Well, it's the only one I've ever heard of that really lost its hand that way. And most of the injuries like that probably aren't from anything like that at all. It's because, oh, well, you know, I was tying up the uh, sail and my wrist got caught and it, you know, the rope severed off a limb. I lost three fingers with a cooking accident.
1: and I'd imagine a lot of that happens just ropes wrapping around and just yanking them out of your sockets.
0: Yeah, so there's nothing to be proud of there.
1: No, you're, you're the tosser that lost his arm. Because you're the clumsy pirate.
0: Yeah. So maybe, maybe there were pirates like that, but none of them were captains. They were all just like...
1: There's a whole ship of pirates
0: with one arm. Misfits, yeah. <laughs> Sailing the seven seas, It's like a Monty Python sketch.
1: And what they have to do, they have to cuddle their mate next to them so they've got a pair of, pair of hands so they can actually work together. So that you have to find a lefty and a righty. Everyone's got their left and right yes. hand man. Everybody partner up. That's where it came from. Your right-hand man. Yeah. <laughs> Another mystery solved. Yep.
0: Speaking of uh, Monty Python, a friend and I were talking about Benny Hill. It used to be on all the time here. Is it still on TV
1: there at all, or is he a forgotten comedy legend? Uh, okay, you used the word legend there. I don't agree with that. Yeah, no, well, here,
0: here he would be. You'd get a little bit of Monty Python. You'd get a lot mm-hmm. of Benny Hill. Right. And you'd get uh, Black Adder.
1: Blackadder's awesome.
0: I think those were, and, and you might get like Blake 7 or an and old, old Doctor Who. Right. So this is before cable. So some of these channels which basically show those five or six imported TV shows. And, and being like an eight-year-old boy, Blake 7 was okay. Doctor Who was a little bit over your head, but Benny Hill was, <laughs> Benny Hill. Uh. Yeah, it's goofy. Yeah. Pat him on the head. Pat him on the head some more. Oh, look, they're running around in circles.
1: In my mind, Benny Hill's more famous for just the the chasing music.
0: Yeah. Well, that's actually what sparked the conversation. We heard music that sounded like that, and we were like, oh, it reminds us of Benny Hill. And then we were expecting people to come running around and
1: chase each other and pat each other on the head. And the French maid run past your window Mm -hmm. and crazy crap like that going on.
0: Yeah, he's forgotten in terms of television over there. He's not alive, is he?
1: No, no, he died years ago. Absolutely years ago, he had a song. Didn't he have a song "Fastest Milk Float in the West" or something? <laughs> I don't know. Crazy stuff like that. Who has a milk float nowadays? Eh? We'll go down to the supermarket for our milk. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I. I don't know. I. I haven't really looked for Benny Hill to be honest. It never really interested me. All that's the old comedy. I can. I can do a bit of Blackadder every now and again. I can do a little bit of Red Dwarf every now and again. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. There's probably tons of stuff that I'd crease up at. Uh men behaving badly. I thought that was good. Well, see, now
0: like BBC America is probably... Probably about a, a sixth of the programming is various Gordon Ramsay stuff. You get the oh. F-word, you get uh, Kitchen Nightmares, our version, Kitchen Nightmares, your version. We don't get your Hell's Kitchen
1: Mm, no well, I don't think it's been on for a little while see the funniest thing on TV at the moment I think we have uh, The Apprentice and we've got The Junior Apprentice at the moment oh, uh, so you're talking have,
0: about that with kids
1: yeah yeah, they're mental they are the funniest people on the planet they, you have it with Donald Trump I think or mm-hmm. well, your version would be with Donald Trump we have a guy called uh, Sir Alan Sugar he's a businessman he came up with the well, he he was part of the Amstrad com, uh, computer and stereo system company, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's got a six, twelve-year-olds or fifteen to seventeen-year-old kids in there doing the junior apprentice to try and win twenty-five thousand pounds to to venture for their their first business venture. Yeah, and they're just coming up with the mentalist things ever, you know. It's, they have to do certain tasks, and the tasks are quite good where you have to design either a, a camping piece of equipment or sell cakes or sell yeah. other pieces, cheese. And and the, the kids built this um, – they had to build a, a piece of camping equipment. And what do you not want to have when you go camping? You don't want anything wet, uh, cardboard or paper-related because it just gets soggy. Or he'd just get torn, or anything like that. But this little kid decided it would be a great idea to build a little games console thing where you got checkers and chess and backgammon on top. And I, I've never seen a seven-year-old kid play chess or backgammon recently. Mm-hmm. I know my son knows how to play it, but that's about it. And then you can store your shoes underneath it. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and the the grilling that they get as well—it's just funny. I, I'm waiting for them to break down in tears. I really, if if I was him, I'd I'd try and make him break down in tears, and then watch their little. You'd actually get a little camera zooming in on their face, and you see a little, little bottom lip wait just it, juddering a little bit. Yeah, hang on. Super slow mo on his heartbreaking, and you go there. He's gonna cry, and then his eyes go red. Ah, oh, brilliant. That's what I want to see. I want to see them crying. But yeah. <laughs> That's probably the funniest TV at the moment, not Benny Hill. No, well, it's a whole
0: different genre, but I'll have to look for that. (laughs) All right. Well, should we move off of the world of the imaginary and move to the world of the real?
1: Yeah. Yeah, go on. Have you got any anecdotes or anything that's happened to you recently? Uh,
0: Well, we have uh, (laughs) this ongoing drama of this hockey team I'm on, which um, it's led to me worrying about the effect of worrying and stress. 'Cause I've read many things over the years about how like if you're under stress it's it ages you in different ways and yeah you know I, I see these occasional grey hairs and I'm like, Oh my god <laughs> It's because of this. It's because of a stupid
1: hockey game. But It could well be.
0: Well, yeah, between that and then family and stuff I'm like and work, it's just like I need to go and just hide on a beach for six months and come back.
1: Alright, then to relieve your stress, I believe that you should have one of these.
0: Ah, the mini-cannon firing at targets.
1: Yeah. Now, imagine this around the office. It would be absolutely brilliant if you had the little booth offices. Gunpowder? Real gunpowder. Yeah, real gunpowder, real fuses, real cigarettes to light them, real ball-bearing, and real danger involved in this two-centimeter mini-cannon. It'd be awesome just having... Little office workers having little cannon fights across the hall from each other. You're just bored and do, 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 just load up your cannon, just aim it, just think about your target every day, just you're starting to pee me off, just aim your target and then just fire it off. It'd be awesome. This is unbelievable. Obviously working from home, you, you can't do that. Well, I could, I'd target. be
0: destroying my own things though. Yes. <laughs> well, I see they're shooting cans and light bulbs, Well, that's pretty cool.
1: That would remove all the stress from your day. I guarantee it. it.
0: <laughs> Ooh, Cracking an egg.
1: It's not as if you're surprised that a, a bull bearing can crack an egg, but it's still good because it comes from a little cannon.
0: Yeah. I love the comments. One guy's talking about all the dents in the wall behind the targets. <laughs> Someone else is talking about like some of the blueprints and then like, a couple of comments later. Send me the blueprints, please. A couple of comments later. Please, I want one. Send me <laughs> the blueprints. Like,
1: Imagine he's a really small terrorist. I, this would be great in my armory of things.
0: I'm taking over the living room next week. We're annexing the kitchen. So,
1: yes. Stress gone.
0: It's already gone.
1: Do you remember last year, my, my son broke his arm after a football yes. contest. I was playing in the dad's match. Guess what happened two weeks ago? Hmm. Another injury? Yes, but not to him. But he was involved.
0: The kid who broke his arm? He broke his arm this time?
1: Not quite. He went... He was playing football after school, and one of the dads turned up and thought, oh, I'll have a little game as well. Danced around him a little bit, showing off a little bit, went in for a tackle with Jacob, and, oh, snapped his leg in two places. (laughs) <laughs> yes my son went in for a tackle they both kicked the ball at the same time I'm guessing the guy pulled out ever so slightly he doesn't want to go through the, a little yeah. six year old does he so. and apparently he had stress fractures he's been training for a triathlon which is now out the window <laughs> and had uh, shin splints or stress fractures mm-hmm. this was just the straw that broke the camel's back and wow. yeah. He's got a plaster cast all the way from his toes up to his thigh. And it's supposed to be quite a nice summer this year as well. So.
0: Jacob's sitting there saying, oh, yeah, I took down an old man. Bring yeah, on the next one.
1: That's what's happening. I'm but unstoppable.
0: Stand Jacob back, being Dad.
1: Jake, he's, he's sitting around going, I didn't mean to break his leg. I really didn't mean to break his leg. But, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> He'll be the bully. He'll be sitting there going, "Hey, hey, Dad, remember what I did to that old man? You better go and get me a drink.
1: Yeah, he'd not. be
0: driving me mm. Throwing his weight around
1: <laughs> my, yeah,
0: my son couldn't do that with a straight face He would start to say it And he'd be like Already kind of like I don't mean it, I don't mean it I don't mean it Before you even got all the words out
1: Yeah He's yeah. not much of a toughie broke, broke another leg So, you know Tune in next year For another <laughs> Broken bone syndrome
0: Going for ribs next year
1: Yeah
0: Full body cast
1: I'm uh, just wondering if anything else in my life has happened. <laughs> oh, um, this weekend just gone, we stayed around some family and we almost watched all three Star Wars in one day, like the original yeah. movies. We sat down, Jacob wanted to watch the first one, he disappeared after 45 minutes, I think. And so we carried on sitting down and watching it. We were watching Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as that one finished, we put the Empire Strikes Back on and we ran out of time because Eurovision was on again. Now, I didn't jump on to Twitter to do the Eurovision because that was like, so 2009, so I didn't bother <laughs> doing that. Yeah. But, yeah, Eurovision was quite amusing again.
0: But not amusing enough to keep you off of Star Wars?
1: No, well, it we got Empire done, and then I think it was... Okay, we're a little bit Star wars out, and I think the the wives were looking at us going, you're not going to put the other one on, are you? You had two, you're not going to have three, you're not (laughs) going to do three. I would like to wake up one day and have all six movies there. even though the first three are a little bit lame. I would like to watch them in a certain order in one whole day. I'm not too sure what order I'd actually watch them in, though.
0: See, I think I would edit big chunks out. Like, if you gave me, let me watch an hour of each like in, like in Empire, I would cut a lot of the Cloud City stuff out. Okay. I would probably shorten up the Hoth stuff.
1: Oh <gasps> no! Not the
0: battle, but like the pre-battle. You know, the them waiting by the door, wondering if Luke's coming back.
1: Oh no way! Uh, that is not hitting the floor. I
0: don't know. It's just I like I like the the part where the Empire arrives. That's basically that part of Hoth is fine, but Yeah, the Cloud City stuff, not a lot happens up until the ending, second half of that. And same thing with Return of the Jedi. I think you could have cut, you could have decided to watch it and decided you were going to
1: eliminate a lot of the Endor stuff. Probably saved yourself 45 minutes. All the stuff where Leia meets Wicket. Yeah. All that guff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, I
0: mean, there's a couple of comedy moments in there, but you probably could go right till they uh, get to the shield generator.
1: Mm, possibly. Speeder
0: possibly. Bike Chase is kind of cool, but...
1: It looks rubbish now, though. Yeah. It looks absolutely terrible. But if, if you were given all three, or all six movies, mm-hmm. and you had to watch them in a certain order, and you had to watch them all the way through, would you watch the prequels and then original, or the original and then prequels?
0: I think I'd watch prequels and then original, because I just have a hard time connecting the two. It's yep. like two separate trilogies to me.
1: Yeah, it is, definitely.
0: And the only advantage to watching the older movies first is the special effects difference. Mm-hmm. To not have to sit there and go, oh man, this is... I mean, as good as it is, it's it, it's less than what you see in, in the prequels.
1: I'd, I think I'd sit down and watch the prequels first only because you could get them out of the way, done and dusted by, let's say, mid-afternoon. And then you've got the, the original series still sitting there in front of you, waiting to go. Although you know everything that's going to happen in every single movie anyway.
0: They've all been on, and we have the videos in here. So like, if, if it comes on, or if, if I have the option to fast-forward through, basically, the only part I really care about with Phantom Menace is I might watch the pod race, the actual pod race itself, and I'll watch the any part that has Darth Maul in it, but generally that ending battle scene. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of that I don't really care about. Attack of the Clones... I'm not all that into the whole uh, battle at Geonosis and when there's like all the Jedi versus all the droids and stuff. I'm more interested in the uh, Obi Wan Django Fett stuff. Okay. And I'm trying to. Yeah, think. I
1: like that stuff. The, the rest of it is just terrible. Yeah, that the Coruscant
0: is- stuff doesn't really do anything for me. And I like basically the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of Revenge of the Sith. You know, the. Okay. When they go to, to rescue. Um, not the emperor. Is he the emperor then?
1: Oh, Senator
0: Palpatine. Yeah, I don't know if he's still a senator. I think he did he declare an empire. No, he's he's still senator. Yeah. So that part where they go to rescue him, and kind of a little bit the Obi wan General Gravis stuff, but not as much.
1: And when he's riding on that magical dragon. As yeah, so that's the part oh, that, that, that... Rooms... the
0: actual battle part toward the end, like when they're. That two or three minutes where they do
1: battle, that's okay. See, it's it's good stuff in the um in the original Star Wars movie. I we sat down and watched it, and there was parts where they were talking on the Death Star about the Emperor dissolving the um the Senate. Yeah, the Senate, mm-hmm. and it just made a little bit more sense. You actually got a little picture in your head of what that meant, and it was quite cool to actually learn that, even though I'd I'd seen it umpteen times before.
0: Yeah. I'd- I don't like how how weak Vader looks in the the original trilogy compared to what I would expect now. I I know in between he's supposed to have been this great Jedi hunter and and taken out the last of the Jedi and there's a lot of expanded universe stuff where he goes through and it's, it's still a very dangerous warrior, but
1: you think he looks clumsy. Yeah, and
0: and not you know, the lightsaber battles are pretty weak, but I always pictured him being like a 60-year-old a man in there yeah because partly because ben kenobi sold so, so i fi- i attributed it to that but then it's disappointing because you don't really get to see kind of the way they you did get to see a younger active boba fett or like in Django fett doing all the mm-hmm. cool things using all the weapons you never really get to see darth vader being like darth maul or being a dangerous sith all you ever get to see him be is
1: is kind of like i know but he's got some moves when he's um There's about three or four stages in Empire when he's battling Luke in Cloud City, and there's the bit around the um, where the Carbonite trap.
0: Yeah, at least there it looks like effortless; like he's not trying very hard. Yeah, he's just toying with Luke as opposed to
1: that he does doesn't have any moves. (laughs) Yeah, but that looks epic. That's all. Every single shot you can have that as a poster. It's brilliant. Oh yeah. And then you got the bit where he's he's teasing him in front of that big window. And he's throwing stuff with the Force at him, which is quite cool. Then he totally comes out and attacks him because it, it seems like he's he's lost all control. He's like, no, I've, I've got to destroy him now. And he just takes him by surprise and just pounds him to the floor. Mm-hmm. And so you have got three separate stages there in his fight, and it just seems... It's an awesome battle. It's probably one of my favorite battles on there.
0: Well, it it works because he can't... Completely destroy Luke, or he doesn't want to destroy Luke. Mm. But, but having since seen Maul and Gravis and Do Darth Taran- yeah, Count Dooku, Darth Tyrannus, and and all the expanded universe stuff of these other Force capable people who must have been out there at the time. It's I have a hard time looking at it now and and thinking that nobody was able to replace Darth Vader. Mm. Some okay. overly aggressive Sith wannabe.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what else did I have? Oh, yes. Uh, thank you. I've got to give thanks to a, a new podcast on Simply Syndicate network called World One Stage One. I've been listening to them for a little while anyway. And you used to have an Amiga 500, is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, They've helped me. There's, there's a guy called Simon on there, and I, I put something up on the forums asking about emulators and DOS systems and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because I want to play old games. I've... I've missed for ages. And he gave me a way to play old DOS games. And it works a treat. Uh, uh, yeah. It works a treat. I've been playing the old Indy 500 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there used to be a Grand Prix game that I've been playing. I'm trying to find other games like Cannon Fodder and Another World and other stuff like that that I, I used to absolutely love. So thank you to him for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's about it for my my extra curriculum lives, I'm just getting addicted to this Grand Prix now. I, it's, uh, I can sit down for an hour and a half just playing this game. I can do a 78-lap race. No problem now. I used to be able to do it when I was a kid.
0: Well, we should follow up a bit on uh, the Voyager 2 story we had. You know, where oh, okay. it was speculation that it had been stolen by aliens and uh, yes. then shortly after we did the episode, then they were talking about trying to rescue it and it does turn out that it has been rescued. It has what, been successfully by fixed no, by NASA. Uh-huh, NASA rubbish. found a way to uh, replace or, or somehow get around what was a single bit in the probe's memory that had flipped. But the memory has been successfully reset to the proper value and the normal operations have resumed. It's probably one of those cases where the fact that this is 30-year-old technology actually makes it easier to fix. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's not as
1: sophisticated. Yeah, it's very basic, isn't it?
0: But it just goes to show you the way people were talking about. Oh, you know, it's it's an alien. That, you know, people jump to conclusions so easily.
1: I preferred the story when it was involving aliens <laughs> and taking over the ship. But okay, fair enough. NASA got it back on track.
0: Maybe it's all a hoax. <laughs> they just don't want us to know that it's been completely destroyed.
1: So it's still out there. Good yeah. stuff. <laughs> I've got a couple of stories for you. I had a, a, this is quite a a sad story. Actually, this is a story about a a Korean couple. The, the title says Korean couple let baby starve to death while caring for virtual child. Now there was a internet obsessed Korean couple allegedly allowed their infant daughter to starve to death while they cared for a virtual child on the internet. Now I'm obviously shocked about this because I've got kids anyway. So I'm always going to look at it from a, a parent's angle. But what, at what point do people let go of their lives and dive into a computer game and get totally obsessed by a computer game where they they have their daughter and yet they're leaving their daughter at home, alone, to fend for itself. And this is what these, these two couple are doing. And they're going out to the internet cafe to play, is it Second Life or something like that? Uh, a game like Diope that. It's, I think it's yeah. called. And it just seems... What is wrong with their lives that they have to leave their real life and then care for a virtual kid as if it is a real person? Mm -hmm. Because what they were doing, they were were feeding this baby once a day. It died of malnutrition. Now, when the baby did get fed, the bottles were normally a little bit manky. Mm -hmm. And one day they went out, they they fed the baby. They left the baby at home alone, went out, played on this game for up to 12-hour sessions, it says in the article came back, and they found their daughter had died. And it's just... I, I've got to the point where I've played games up until 2 o'clock in the morning a couple of times. I've got hooked on uh, Call of Duty a couple of times. I've got hooked on the Grand Theft Auto a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I then jump in my car and then mow down a line of Hare Krishnas walking down my road, well, which you used to do in the game.
0: It does sound like these people were depressed and... and- had kind of given up on real life because they lost their jobs and their baby was born premature, and it's, they were looking to escape what they felt was a, uh, it, I guess, suicide by by transferring to this artificial world, only caring yeah. about this better place. But it's sad that there was nobody there to intervene or or take care of them. To, have have to you
1: ever ever been hooked on a game like that at all? Either a board uh, game, or a computer game, or a, a card game, or anything like that? I've I've played. Games, uh,
0: they used to be like a basketball simulator that I was always kind of doing with friends. You'd simulate like leagues and results and get to the point that I'd go to sleep and I'd be thinking about it Always <laughs> falling asleep. And like a management yeah, system. Talking about it in my sleep and kind of been like, oh, that's a bit too much. And, and I mm-hmm. can see how like the, the draw of a second, a, a, a different existence through online would be for people.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the same as this World of Warcraft. I would, wouldn't touch World of Warcraft with a barge pole. Hmm. What I've heard is just crack on a computer. Once you get hooked on it, then that's it. Because what, this is my very small thought about it. You actually buy gold with real money, mm-hmm. with your credit card, to use that to buy gold online so you can actually purchase stuff in the game.
0: Well, I think a component of it is it goes on when you're not there. So you feel like you're feel like you missing out if you're not there or that mm. you don't want to log in with it and find your guy's been killed or robbed or something, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I've had a friend who's actually on World of Warcraft and he had his account raped. Jeez. And so he'd spent, you know, hundreds of pounds building up his person. He had it to a certain level. And then he went there and he's, his character's just standing in his underwear going, Hello. Um, I've got nothing, and there's nothing he can do about it. That's it. You have to start all over again.
0: You know, we were talking... I I can't remember if it was uh, Erwin or Tim, but somebody I was talking to online, and we were talking about how the old Dungeons & Dragons, pencil and paper, roll-the-dice kind of games uh, have been replaced with these second-life things, but but they do just kind of go on without you. And we were saying it'd be kind of neat to set up like a... uh, meet and you stream for, like, two hours and, or an hour and a half, whatever it is. And, and just like you did when you were little, you go to a friend's house for, like, an afternoon and you play. Yeah. You go and do that and, and just kind of do it on a regular basis and let the scenario play itself out. And, and although we'd be using technology to be able to do it from different locations, it wouldn't be, you know, where the computer does it all for you. We would sit there and roll the dice and, you know, you know yeah. I'm going to cast a spell. I'm going to cast a magic missile.
1: Well <laughs> even even us playing battleships a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That's a little bit better than, you know, losing yourself like this. Yeah. Maybe I'm just getting a bit high and mighty about that, but No, you're right. I well I, I've never been in the situation where I haven't had a job. I've been quite lucky about that. So I I don't know what it would be like. I don't know how I would react. But maybe I'm just too used to this country dishing out houses, you know. <laughs> once you create a child, then you naturally get given a house and you move in and you stay there for 20 years and then complain that you're not on the housing register yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that's the way I see things anyway. That makes sense. I'm getting very down and raw. Alright,
0: give God, me another story then.
1: Right, <laughs> you, let's cheer ourselves up. Do you like uh, bullfighting by any chance? Um,
0: never seen it,
1: but I'm aware it goes on. And would If you went to a bullfight. These, apparently these, these bullfights are only held in Spain for the tourists. I don't know how true that is. But there's a, uh, a video on the Sky News website of a matador getting oh. a pile drive by a bull, Jeez. basically. This, this matador was teasing this bull. This bull's on its last legs. He's got a couple of swords in him already. He's, on, he's teetering on the edge. And it's just struck back with vengeance. And this matador slipped down. The ball's seen his chance. He's turned around. He's spun. And he's stuck his one of his horns through the bottom of this guy's mouth. And it pops out out of his mouth. And yeah. you can actually see this in the video. And it's just bravo, bravo. <laughs> well done to that ball. Yeah,
0: well this is, that's the thing. It's, it, it's being tortured that the bull, whether it was raised for that purpose or meant to die eventually anyway, that it's just a cruel thing, so I it's hard for me to feel any pity for the bullfighter. So I'm glad he survived for his own sake, but
1: Okay. Well with this, I I don't think there's anything wonderful about it. I I'm glad for the bull to get his own back. Let's put it like that. For all the millions of bulls that have been slaughtered in this way. I might be wrong in thinking that. I, I've never seen one. I don't think I'll ever go to Watch uh, a ball fight, but you know, one nil to the ball. I suppose (laughs)
0: that's there's there's today's motto right
1: there. One One nil nil to the ball. ball. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll have that then. (laughs) Uh, One last piece of news, very very quick. Have you seen Google recently?
0: Uh, I've seen they're doing a couple different things up there on on their logo
1: and stuff. But did you see the Pac Man one? Yes, I did. Did you play the Pac Man one? Yes, I did. I didn't realize you could play it until this um, this thing. And as soon as I found out, I went straight to the Google and played Pac-Man on Google. It's brilliant. It's better than the original, as far as I'm concerned.
0: <laughs> uh, Jacob, our friend from Nerd Hurdles and Simply Syndicated fame, was commenting he thought it was a lot easier than the original. And I speculated that it might be just because it pads their stats. And I know Google's like a monster, but when you talk about... Comparing different search engines, I'm sure they use yeah. things like number of searches, blah, blah, all the stuff. And part of it would probably be time on site. So if you're sitting yes. there playing this game for a good 40 minutes... You know, Which you could easily oh, do. Oh, yeah, because it, w- it was well, easy to keep going on and on. And that could have just been a consequence of the structure of the grid, because it was not the original grid. But I thought maybe they had let it be a little easy because you know people, they could sit there and be, hey, we averaged... Uh, Three minutes more than Bing and Yahoo last week on time on site.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I think uh, it was worked out even after this news story that I found, it was worked out on the radio that businesses have lost up to five hundred million dollars on on this little app. Yeah, yeah, just for people doing it. Now I I remember seeing it on the, the actual website and going, Oh, that's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then, as soon as I found out, why? Why didn't you tell me about it? I would have been on there sooner. Uh,
0: actually, I played it, but I didn't. There's a thousand places you can play Pac-Man online, so I wasn't really. No, but it says
1: Google in the middle. I, I know it was neat
0: one. It was neat, but I have my love hate relationship with Google. Mm-hmm. I, I still, it's the first one I go to, but I, it's more the lack of another search engine. I used to love Alta Vista. That was actually. Uh, I yeah. I legends. find
1: it hard to go to anyone else. I used to go to Ask Jeeves and then I started going to Cool. Mm-hmm. People that used to run or had something to do with Google and they set up that cool C U I L, I think yeah. it was. And then you got Bing, but I haven't tried out Bing.
0: I've used Bing. It's a Bing's alright. It's just kind of
1: Does Bing stand for because it's not Google? I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. We should check that in
0: the urban legend section of Snopes and let's see. Pardon me while I type. That's fine. Word on the street is Microsoft's new search engine. It's called Bing for two reasons. It's easier to say you Bing something than you Microsoft Live Search something. But what does it actually stand for? Apparently it stands for, but it's not Google. But I don't know. We need a real
1: answer. Uh, I don't think that would... But it's not Google. Okay, well let's go back to Google then. And why would you put your competitors in the title?
0: Yeah. Let's see. Real answer. (laughs) Hmm. All my friends tell me it's because it's not Google Or bring it now Google See that's stupid, no one's going to
1: think that (laughs) Isn't that a a kind of jockey sort of thing to say Yeah, let's see if there's a Microsoft Bring Um, it now Google
0: Here, let's see, we'll go to Bing And is there an About Us? I'll Bing what what Bing stands for Oh here, help Bing stands for? Tell me. Oh, Bing. Let me down, Bing. Interesting, when you go to the help part of Bing, it brings you back to a page that's Microsoft Live. So it really is just rebranding. Okay. What Bing stands for.
1: What an interesting fact to end on this week.
0: (laughs) If you think you know, please let us know. But at the same time, just don't send us uh, one of the 900, like, I heard it stands for this kind of thing. We want credible sources, mm. which Wikipedia hardly is. But uh real quick look. Scrolling through real fast. I don't, name origin. Here we go. Through focus groups, Microsoft decided that the name Bing was memorable, short, easy to spell, and would function well as a URL around the world. The word would remind people of the sound made during the moment of discovery and decision-making. Microsoft advertising strategist originally proposed the name Bang for the same reason Bing was chosen. He noted, it's there, it's an exclamation point, it's the opposite of a question mark. The name was ultimately not chosen because it could not be properly used as a verb in the context of an internet search.
1: Right. Oh, well. They're just looking for something, oh, let's Bing that. Yes. Why not Ping? Why not Pong? Well, Ping stands for something else anyway, yes, it does.
0: doesn't it? Anyway. <laughs> Well, I hate to uh, draw an early end to this episode, but the offline world awaits, and I don't want to be in a newspaper article about how I was trapped on Skype while my children were starving. And
1: <laughs> Shouldn't laugh at that, really.
0: Man fails to bring son to lacrosse practice while playing virtual lacrosse on yeah. Microsoft Bing. How ironic. Yes. No, that will not be me. But we'll be back soon with another episode. Again, the World Cup stuff. you got... Basically a week. It starts June 11th, we need to have you basically by June 10th, so get us your names if you're not already in it.
1: Then we'll do a little draw, we'll get all the names ready and then we can start wonderfully. If there's any, en- em- if there's any empty entries, then we'll be calling them Player 1 and Player 2 and Player 3, mm-hmm. just in case, and then laughing at you, who <laughs> you didn't put your name in, when Player 1 wins. So, there That's we right. go. You could have won.
0: <laughs> alright well that sounds good cool All excellent right. so we'll see you guys in uh, another week maybe yep. sooner
1: thank you very much guys and I'll see you later alright thanks bye Doodle.